0: Welcome to the second season of Alternative Parenting Podcast, where we learn how to guide our kids to find their own path while supporting them in cultivating traits that will empower them to live a life of fulfillment, meaning, and satisfaction. I'm your host, Efrat Amira. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 5 of this podcast. Today, I want to share some thoughts about screens. When we were kids, my older brother spent hours playing computer games. He would stay up all night and play. In his last year of high school, he frequently didn't wake up to go to school in the morning because of this. Today, he is a successful computer programmer. He is married happily and has two beautiful girls. Now, I'm definitely not advocating for allowing our kids to stay up all night and play video games and not go to school after that. But the reason I'm telling you this is because I think screens can be very beneficial for kids who find interest in them. Screens is a complicated matter. On the one hand, there are many studies that show the damaging effects of screens on our brain and development. On the other hand, they are a useful tool which we can learn from, socialize through and enjoy. So I want to dive into this complexity today and suggest some ways of dealing with screens that may be helpful in your own home. So let's start with some of the cons of screens. I'm quoting from Dr. Laura Markham's website, AHA Parenting. When children and teens watch more than one hour of screen on a daily basis, they are more likely to demonstrate lower psychological well-being, including lower self-control, more distractibility, more difficulty making friends, less emotional stability, being more challenging to care for, inability to finish tasks, and less curiosity. And from my own personal experience with too much screen time, it reduces my kids' ability to find creative ways to play and pass the time. They fight more when they just turned off the screen. They don't notice their bodies. They won't eat even if they're hungry. They will hold on going to the bathroom until they really have to go. At times, I feel like being on the screen is all they want to do all day. Now, let's look at the pros of screens. Let's face it. We are living in a world controlled by screens. Many or even most jobs require sitting in front of a screen most hours of the day. Being technologically savvy is a very important skill nowadays. Kids and teenagers connect through the screen, whether through games or social media. Many learning resources are on the computer and TV. I myself learned so much through YouTube and other resources. We don't have to like this, but it's just a fact of our time. I believe we can work with a screen and use it as the useful tool that it is, and at the same time reduce or avoid its damaging effects. The guideline for screen time varies, but mostly the recommendation is the following. No screen time before age 2 For ages 2 to 5, an hour a day. Ages 6 and up, 2 hours per day. We can use this as a reference point, but eventually we know what is right for our own children and family. If you feel like your child is influenced negatively by even the shortest amount of screen time, maybe you need to take a break completely. On the other hand, if your child is truly benefiting from screen use, you can allow a little bit more time. Try to be attentive and mindful about it a few ideas I want to share to help reduce the damaging effects of screen time. Stay involved in what your kids are doing on the screen. If there is content that you feel uncomfortable with, chances are that you are right. Listen to your gut feeling, even if all the other kids are watching it or playing it. I personally would prevent access to social media till an older age, when the child can understand its harmful effects and will be able to use it mindfully. Another important aspect is to use the screen as a connection tool. Instead of something that creates disconnection in the family, watch a movie or a show together as a family. Be involved in what they are playing. Ask questions. Understand what it is that excites them so much about it. I also recommend keeping screens off during mealtimes. First, so you can connect as a family and have meaningful conversations during this sacred family time. And second, interacting with a screen during mealtime makes you become disconnected from your body. You aren't aware if you are full or if you need to eat more, if you are thirsty, if you are eating too fast, and so on. It prevents you from eating mindfully and in the long run can distort your sensations around food. Also, try to create a no-screen policy for about an hour before bedtime. The exposure to screens doesn't allow the natural sense of tiredness. It makes you feel alert when you're actually tired. This can make it hard to fall asleep and also affect the quality of sleep. One last very important aspect is avoiding the use of a screen as a pacifier. Many of us, even as adults, have an unhealthy and even addictive relationship with screens. I see many parents use screens as a distraction. When the child is crying, he gets a screen. When the child is bored, he gets a screen. In a restaurant, in the car, waiting in the line for an appointment. When we use screens in this way, we don't allow our children to feel sadness, frustration, boredom, anger. When the screen is used as a distraction, it can become addictive. Like any addiction... It is used as a numbing tool for the body and the present moment. We want to let our kids deal with all these hard emotions and body sensations. That is the only way that they will become resilient, as I discussed more in depth in episode 4. So let's look at some scenarios of setting boundaries around screens according to age. For preschoolers, they can't set their own limit. You have to be on top of it. If you allowed an hour, you need to be the one that takes the screen after that. Don't expect your preschooler to notice that his time is up. The transition away from the screen can be hard. A few ways to help that transition is by letting them know beforehand when their time is up. I also wouldn't turn off the TV in the middle of the show. Think how annoying that is. So that means that sometimes the time on the screen is going to be a little bit more or less than you were aiming for. Come up with a strategy together beforehand for when the screen time is up. It can be something like, We agree that I tell you 10 minutes before you need to turn off the TV. If you're not able to do it yourself, I will turn it off for you. If he gets upset, that's okay. Sit with him. Affirm what he is feeling. You are mad that we needed to turn off the TV. That show was so interesting, huh? Give a hug. Stay attuned with school-aged kids. Involve them more in the boundary. You can explain why you are limiting their screen time. Talk to them about the damaging effects. Ask them how and when they would like to spend their limited time on the screen. And come up with an arrangement that both of you are happy with. This will save you a lot of protest from their end on a daily basis. If your arrangement isn't working anymore, open up the conversation again and set a new arrangement. So, like any other issue we are dealing with in our parenting, it all comes down to connection and communication. When we try to see our kids, understand them, look at the situation from their point of view and communicate empathically and openly We will find that even something as tricky as the use of screens can be a source of growth and learning, instead of disconnection and isolation. I hope some of these tips helped you make sense of your struggles around screens. I would love to start a conversation about this in the Facebook group Marsupial Mamas. Talk to you again next time. Bye for now. you enjoyed this episode and was inspired to make small shifts in your parenting that will support your kids to bring forth their full potential while living a life of ease and well-being. To support the show, please make sure to subscribe and rate the show. Leaving a comment can be very helpful in promoting the show on the podcast platform. If you think that this can benefit other parents, please share this podcast with them. I invite you also to follow my Instagram account, Alternative Parenting Coach, and join my private Facebook group, Alternative Parenting, where I would love to hear your thoughts about the episode, what you learned, what inspired you, or what you didn't agree with. Your feedback is extremely valuable to me, as we are all in this process together, living, learning, and evolving. Thank you again, and I'll talk to you soon.